Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast. I am your host, Brian Mercier. I am the president and founder of Catholic Truth, and I'm super excited to be here with you today talking about why is the Catholic Church so rich, or is the Catholic Church rich as people make it seem? Because many people often ask the question, why does the Catholic Church have so much money? Some assert on our YouTube channel and other social media outlets that the Catholic Church is disgustingly rich and they should feed the poor more and use the money to help people around the world and instead they just hoard this money at the Vatican. They see gold, they see beautiful buildings, they see artwork and popes, quote, living in luxury and many other things that they talk about and say that the Catholic Church has too much money. I've even had people tell me that, hey, the Pope should sell the Vatican, sell the artwork, go sell everything, and then give that money to the poor and help to solve the problems around the world. On the face of it, it might even seem like the Catholic Church is too rich, and it might seem like they have valid points. It might seem like there is something to this argument, but as we're going to see, it just doesn't hold up for several reasons. So let's talk about this. And as we do, I want to do so by going back in time, kind of rewinding time to get a necessary context for why the Catholic Church has so many beautiful buildings, art, architecture, and so many other things. If you rewind to the first century, Christianity was persecuted on a large scale. And if you rewind to the second century and the third century and even the fourth century, it was persecuted even more so. It was illegal to be a Christian. It was illegal to be baptized into Christianity. And you could lose your head and be killed just for being a Christian on and off for the first 300 years of the church. It was basically illegal to be a Christian throughout the whole entire Roman Empire. And in many, many, many different ways, Christians were killed. They were maimed. And I think it's our third or fourth podcast. You can go back and listen to the whole story of how we survived that. But in short, People were burned alive. They were roasted alive. They were thrown in mines and put in slavery. They had their eyes gouged out and many other tortures to try to make the Christians give up their faith. And for centuries, they were killed in the Colosseums and killed by wild beasts in many other ways as well. And we need to realize that when Constantine came to power in 317 AD, he had a vision of of the cross, and he attributed it to Jesus and to the God of the Christians. And even against all odds and against the armies attacking him, being far superior, far stronger, and far bigger, he came out on top by the power of Christ. And he attributed this to the Christian God. So when Constantine came to power, he allowed the Christians to worship freely. He allowed them to practice their faith. He allowed them to come out of their minds and out of slavery and out from underground and many other things. And he returned all of the 
property and the churches that were confiscated by the pagan emperors at the time, and he built them even bigger ones and gave them many palaces in retribution for the price that they paid. So a lot of the greatest palaces and the most beautiful buildings over in Rome and different churches like that, they came as a gift from the emperor who was trying to make up for all of the years that they had been persecuted. It's also true that the Catholic Church loved God so much they wanted to build him some beautiful churches and cathedrals and basilicas, and they wanted to honor God with some of the most beautiful art and architecture that the world has ever known. Because the Catholic Church believes in giving God the best and not our leftovers. Now, some people say that this is a luxury and you shouldn't get into lavish living and lavish buildings and gold and everything else, but the Bible in the history and God, it all proves the the opposite. I mean, if you look in the book of Exodus, you're not going to see everything that's just poor and scrappy given to God. God demanded the best. And you'll see that God himself told Moses to build a huge, massive temple. He likewise commanded everything in that temple to be laden in gold, including the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, was God being overly rich? Was he being pompous? Was he being self-righteous? Or was he showing the world that he deserves the best and he is above all other gods. I mean, the whole entire temple was laid in gold by the command of God. God was the one who commanded this. So just because people have money, it does not mean it's a bad thing. Just because people have money or they have gold or they have other things like that doesn't mean that it's evil. And in some cases, like this case, it's because the king of kings and the lord of all the universe deserves the best. So in reality, it has nothing to do with just living in lavish luxury or lording it over other people. It was a way to try to honor God. Now, that doesn't mean that poorer parishes or poorer churches or more ones made out of wood can't honor God as well. They both honor God in different ways and neither should be demonized. And as I just said, it doesn't matter that some people have a lot of money because some people have a lot of money and they do good with that money. And the Catholic Church is no exception. The Catholic Church is the largest charitable organization on earth. In other words, the Catholic Church feeds more people, clothes more people, helps more people, shelters more people than any other person or organization on earth and has for 2,000 years. The Catholic Church has started hospitals, orphanages, combats, drug trafficking, and many, many, many other things. So the Catholic Church, yes, may have a lot of money, but she uses the money to help people and to help those in need, especially poor people, more than any other organization on earth. Part of the reason that the Catholic Church cannot just go sell all of the artwork or the precious items or the land or anything else is because it doesn't really belong to the Pope. It doesn't belong to the bishops or the cardinals or the courier or anyone else. It belongs to the Catholic Church worldwide, you and me. It belongs to everyone who is Catholic. It's not like the Pope owns this stuff. He doesn't. When he dies, it gets passed on to the next Pope. And that Pope doesn't own it either. And so all of this belongs, in a sense, to the people worldwide. Any one of us can go today to the Vatican or visit St. John Lateran or St. Mary Major or St. Paul outside the walls or any of the beautiful churches in Rome or around the world for that matter. And we can go to any of these basilicas or cathedrals and visit them anytime. And we can check out their beauty and we can pray there and we can honor God there. That's why they exist. And, I mean, if you have a one-room hut, to go pray to God in. Or if you go 
uh, to the Jehovah's Witnesses Church. They believe in renting out halls, like a business rooms or business space or just an ordinary house, and they paint everything white. They have no pictures. And while that might work for them, it doesn't even look like a holy place. It doesn't look like a sanctuary. It's literally an office building turned into a place where they meet for God. Whereas if you look at a Catholic church and you walk into the Catholic church, you're going to immediately look up and see the high ceilings and just become immensely aware of how big, how huge, how transcendent God is. And when you see all the beauty, it calls to your mind the beauty of God, the majesty of God, the power of God. All of these things are designed to bring honor and glory to God, not just to live in lavish luxury for no reason whatsoever. And sure, some popes have done that, and they were wrong to do that. And some bishops have done that, and they were wrong to do that. But generally, that is not the purpose of these things. Any of the poor throughout Rome or throughout Europe can go visit these churches just like we do. They can take refuge there from the cold, from storms, from the weather. They can just take a breather. They can take in the beauty. They can pray to God. I mean, God isn't only for rich people. Even the poor people who frequent these churches can go there and contemplate God and think of him and even ask people for help. Most people don't realize just how much money it takes to have a church run. I mean, consider one, just one church that ministers to about 4,000 families. For the electric bill alone for the year, it's $1 million. So for all the people out there who are saying, oh, well, I don't go to church because the church just asks for money. Oh, the church every week they ask for money. Well, of course they ask for money. The church is our home. It belongs to you and me. My parish is, doesn't belong to my priest. My priest is going to be there for a few years and move on. And the next priest will be there for a few years and move on and so on and so on. It doesn't belong to any of the priests who are priests of that church. It belongs to us. It's our house. And we need electricity. We need air conditioning. We need heat. We need roofs. We help to keep our church alive and running so we can go there every week. We're not just giving money to the church and they just go spend it on, oh, I don't know, Lexuses and Ferraris and all of this useless stuff. They actually, most churches anyways, the majority, unless there's a scandal somewhere, the majority of churches put it back into the parish to help the parish run. If we stop putting money in the collection basket, how are you going to reach $1 million? Not to mention $3 million or $300,000 for different various projects like roofs and parking lot pavings and other things that fall apart over time. I mean, we are the ones who help the church. If we don't, Our parishes do not exist. And the thing is, they exist for us. They're our places of worship. They're where we find God. So we run it. We maintain it. We're responsible for the upkeep. And that's why giving $1 every week in the basket, $5 every week in the basket, doesn't help to grow or maintain our parishes. I don't think most people realize this. So please don't let a small, very, very, very small percentage of bad priests and bishops who have lived in luxury or have done bad things with money scandalize or represent the rest of the good priests and bishops over the last 2,000 years who have done good things. Most people don't realize this, but the Catholic Church, the Vatican specifically, and most Catholic parishes at a local level are in debt. Most of them are in the red. 
A lot of them are in the red. And the Vatican has been in the red for years, meaning that it spends more money than it takes in, even though they're continuing to feed the poor, even though they're continuing to help people around the world and give money to Catholic charities and people who minister to the poorest of the poor. Most people don't know that the Pope actually holds dinner for poor people. He invites all the poor people of Rome, sometimes up to hundreds of them, fill the Vatican, smelly, unbathed, and the people there serve them like they're royalty. They give them meals. They treat them with dignity. And these people are allowed to converse and hang out at the Vatican and be fed and be clothed and be talked to. And I mean, who else does this? Do all the liberals out there who are complaining that the Catholic Church has too much money, do they invite people into their own homes and feed them and clothe them and allow them to shower and treat them with dignity? I think not. It never happens. They just yell at other people to do it, and they don't do it themselves. But the Catholic Church treats people with dignity. The popes have themselves gone out and fed the poor, have gone out and visited the poor, ministered to the sick, and those in need, because the Catholic Church does good things with her money. Speaking of hypocrites and people who tell people to do one thing and then don't do it themselves, I once spoke with an anti-Catholic woman who basically told me all of the talking points I'm mentioning to you in this talk. She said that the Catholic Church should sell everything, that it should liquidate all its assets, its land, its art, everything, and then give the money to the poor. And of course, she doesn't even care for the poor. She just hates the Catholic Church. And she found so many ways to try to attack and persecute the Catholic Church. And this was just one more way that she felt justified in showing how the Catholic Church is such an evil church, even though she claimed to be, quote unquote, a Catholic. So I gave her a lot of the information that I'm giving you here today, and I went on to ask her how much she gives to the poor every month, and I want a number. And I asked her if she has sold her house yet. I asked her if she has sold her furniture. I asked her to go and sell everything she owns and also give it to the poor, because she's being a hypocrite if she's telling other people to go sell everything they have and sell it to the poor if she's not doing it herself. This lady was completely shocked and caught off guard, and she started stumbling and fumbling for words, and she said, oh, well, I don't have a lot of money and, you know, my money can't make a difference. You know, I I could sell my furniture, but it's not a lot. And, you know, and I, I told her that she should go sell it anyways. If she's really concerned about the poor, the poor people don't have furniture. They don't have half of the things she has. And so by selling even half of her household, she could help a lot of people. And I, I told her the bottom line is stop telling other people to go sell everything they have if you are not willing to do it yourself. That's hypocrisy. Maybe the Catholic Church would follow suit if you simply just, you know, kind of led by example. But again, for you, I told her, it's not about the money. It's about demonizing the church that has done far more good for the world than you will ever do and any of your anti-Catholic friends would ever do. I'm thankful for the Catholic Church and for their treatment of the poor and the millions and millions of people that they help worldwide over 2,000 years. I'm thankful that we have missionaries going to all the poorest countries in the world and helping people. They're not just going to any countries. They're also going to the poorest of the poor countries. They live like the poor. They breathe like the poor. They smell like the poor all in order to help them. They help them build houses and give them shelter and give them medicine and education. And the list goes on and on and on of all the things that the Catholic Church has done with her money over the last 2,000 years. The Catholic Church also helps to run some of the largest runaway shelters in the country. 
If you go online and just look up top Catholic charities, you will see several Catholic organizations filling up the top 100 charities in the world. So don't buy the lie that the Catholic Church is overly rich or overly lavish or needs to sell everything it owns because it's a lie. It's not true. It's just an excuse to attack the church. It's just an excuse to demonize the church. And the Catholic Church has done more good than anyone else because we follow Jesus and we want to serve him. And we believe what Matthew 25, 31 to 46 says is that you should clothe the naked, feed the poor, help the imprisoned, and help those in need. And for 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has done all of this and more because she loves Jesus Christ, because she loves the children of Jesus Christ. She is a wonderful mother and she is not too rich. Thank you so much for listening today. Please share this so other people can hear the message and this can get out there into a world that spreads this myth like wildfire. And if you like this podcast, please check out our other episodes. And if you like YouTube, please check out our YouTube. We have a huge assortment of Catholic videos, apologetics, spirituality, our culture, and more. And our YouTube channel is called Catholic Truth. Last but not least, check out our website, thecatholictruth.org. If you need a speaker, if you need a retreat, a parish mission, anything, we are here to serve you and just message us, call us, email us, and we will be happy to give you a life-changing retreat. The Catholic Truth. God bless you.